Hello and welcome to Five Song Mixtape. We discuss a new mix each and every week. I am the Radiohead. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. <laughs> Is that it? All right, and I'm RJ. <laughs> I was still waiting. <laughs> I am the Radiohead, Devin. You think you're the Radiohead? I you know th- I am now. You think you <laughs> I, are, You have no idea. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Man, you like the Walkman head. Last like week, a week radio. ago, I had no idea. But this mm. week, I spent all week oh, in the mind of okay. a head that's full of radios. Okay. So. <laughs> Did you tune into the right station? Uh, you don't know shit, Devin. You, do you try AM and FM? RJ, this piece of shit, he doesn't know Radiohead. Man, no, you he don't know. Like a walkie talkie head. He doesn't know Radiohead. Shit. <laughs> he hasn't even heard a radio before. <laughs> radio what? Yeah, it's. I love this. This is what I love. All right. I just love the fact that there's. Something out there that I've known, mm. that I thought I knew, that I mm. didn't know, that there's yes. this whole other thing. Yes. Don't guess me. Yes. <laughs> Come to the dark side. <laughs> you're you're on the dark. I'm on the light side of Radiohead. You're on the dark side of Radiohead. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you really know. I I listened all okay. week. All right. All right. All right. All right. Did you listen to every Radiohead album this week? I list. I okay. I did listen to more Radiohead albums this week than I thought I would have. But I did go through a good portion of their discography when you were uh, asking me about like the different albums and telling me about Sean. Like in certain albums, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna give this one a listen again. And uh, I, my opinions changed a little bit. Oh, thank the Lord. A, a little, a little bit. <laughs> but I still have. I don't know. It, it's changed a little bit, though. RJ, I figured out that there's a Radiohead that I love mm. that isn't well, talked about, thing. and it's irritating mm. to me that it's not. But Devin about. hasn't talked about it. Uh, no, Devin's not mentioned it to me at all. <sighs> I thought he was a Radiohead. There's two I, sides of Radiohead, RJ. Side A and side B. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just like a tape. Like and a radio. there's one side that I love, and the other side I get bored of, to be honest mm. with you. Mm. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So going into it, were you did you have some preconceived notions like like about Radiohead or were you just like ambivalent so, about Radiohead? So I have the first two albums on vinyl. Okay. I've listened to those albums repeatedly. I've loved those albums in the past. I've okay. tried to be convinced before Radiohead, but it was I just wasn't ready then. Okay. I don't know what it was, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but Okay, so yeah. you weren't, like, against them from the beginning? No. Uh, okay. I've just, I knew that their sound changed, and at the time when I had listened to their sound change, I was not a fan. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, makes, yeah. Definitely. But I've loved their first two albums. That's how I've always interacted with Radiohead, to be like, I like this Radiohead. I've never listened to the other Radiohead, and I yeah. don't think I like it. Yeah. So okay. that's that's how I was going into this. Okay. But you're also a fan of, like, Tom York's scores or uh, Johnny, Johnny Greenwood's? Greenwood. Yeah. Okay. Because Tom York, what was that album he came out with in, like, 2019? It's good. Uh, I think he did, like, a solo album just under Tom York. Yeah. Right? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it had an interesting name. It, it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. I didn't listen to it that much, um, 
Also, did you listen to the new project, The Smile? No, I did Ooh. not. I only had time for nine Radiohead albums. Oh. <laughs> you didn't put in the work. <laughs> RJ probably listened to those nine albums <laughs> and The Smile. One of them has two sides, RJ. So Ooh. I flipped my CD over and everything. <laughs> what happened on the other side? It didn't play. Didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I didn't do anything. <laughs> then I realized it wasn't even Radiohead. What were those? Got stuck in your car and you realized you don't even have a CD player. I in don't there. have a CD player. <laughs> what were those discs called? Because there were discs that were like that. Double sided discs? Yeah. I don't remember those. They had DVDs like that. That's what it was. It was DVDs, RJ. Okay. Oh! Yes. Like, you could burn DVD-R. I was so scared about, side. like, scratching the other side. I was like, fuck, I have to pay attention to both sides. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. I never used a mini disc. No. <laughs> no I used a... Uh, what's it called? An SD? Not an SD card. Um, An HD disc. Fuck, what was it called? Oh, the it was like ones? a zip disc. It, it was like a three and a half inch floppy, but but thick. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it yeah. just held a little bit more information. <laughs> like the yeah. thick boys of the floppy disk? Yeah, yeah, he was a thick boy. Remember at your computer, you just had a stack of disks? Oh, <laughs> all kinds of disks. <laughs> a spindle. Yeah. Uh, I used to just burn CDs and sell them in high school. <laughs> I bought like those, you know, for like 20 bucks, buy like 100 blank CDs and just illegally download Songs. And I think sell them to I friends. got a lot of those, and then Devin was like to the point of he's like, "You should bring your own blank disc." And I was like, "Okay, I'll bring in my own blank disc." <laughs> yeah. You were the first one that got a CD burner, but oh, you yeah. had the you had the one pre computer that was just two disc drives, yeah. and you play the Sh- CD. Should have waited for a computer <laughs> like a year yeah. later. Man, I remember that thing. Yeah, I remember being. I have. I still have a stack in a box. Of just burned DVD movies that I'll never watch ever again. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> but they're yeah. in a box somewhere. Because I remember when we got a DVD burner, and my stepdad just went hog wild and was like, oh, "I'm just gonna yeah. put every movie ever on DVD." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just transferring VHSs to DVD. Yeah, like it's such better quality. <laughs> yeah, I only use DVDs now when the internet goes out for some reason. You know, like I usually just watch The Born Identity or. Friends, <laughs> whatever I have on DVD, I've got like three seasons of Lost, so I'm good for the apocalypse. Yeah. But it's like not seasons one through three; it's like no, two, it's, yeah. five, and eight. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how it always works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so this is Devin's episode. Uh, Devin, uh, what's the title of this mix? Y'all want some head? It's about Radiohead. Uh, pretty self-explanatory there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, RJ, what was your thoughts going into this mix? How'd you? Well, uh, I'm not that familiar with Radiohead. I've heard songs, whatever's on they played on the radio, and then I remember just growing up, and then I just heard all all the peeps that we hung out with. They're like Radiohead, and I was like, "That's cool." I listened to Blink. Um, and that's, who's that's who listened to Radiohead? I don't know. I feel like Dan listened to them, but that's I think it was about Dan it. and Kyle. I don't think Kyle listened to that. I don't know. Somebody like told me radio, not, and I was like, oh, I, okay. He wasn't sophisticated enough to enjoy radio. Obviously, Devin. Um, yeah, I'm sophisticated <laughs> enough. And he found out actually before they were even a band. He knew about them beforehand. Like, I did. On MySpace days. Yeah. Pre-Pablo. Um, yeah, like them, they didn't even know what they were doing with their life. And Devin's like, you guys should create a band. Yeah. So, so they're like, all right. got a well. cool name. 
Uh, but yeah, I didn't have much experience at all. I haven't heard that them haven't gone in like any other music. Uh, but I've heard their name many, many times. So Devin, what was the agenda with this mix? Um, a soft introduction to Radiohead Ooh, by slightly uh, flaccid, slightly fla- like chubbed up. Okay, I get it now. Soft, soft my, would be my like version the of this mix is rock hard. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we could go the rock hard route, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if both of you would be ready. Uh-huh. I, I thought Mike, you might enjoy. The rock hard version, which <laughs> sounds like you would. I don't think RJ would. I think that's a good question. I don't. I think it would be too experimental. So this kind of borders the. It's not the hits. It's probably he probably hasn't heard either any of these songs. I assumed both of you hadn't heard any of these songs, but I've heard you had three heard three out of the five. Okay, yeah. So I was trying to pick ones that weren't like radio hits, um, but also could be radio hits or they're more easily palatable i guess yeah okay that makes more sense so this is for rj and less for me Mm, it's yeah because i wasn't sure where you were with radiohead because i I don't think that this tells the story Mm. okay i mean yep yeah I'm, i'm curious what your mix would look like if you're trying to tell the story I would put King of Limbs on there. <laughs> but if you listen to that album, you'd know that I don't think any one of those songs would have fit with these. Yeah, you'd have to be so particular on how you transition from, like, song two to three. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, like, I would have to put Pablo Honey on there. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought, too. I thought yeah. about putting, a, a, what is it called, something about guitar, like an easy way to play guitar or yeah how you play guitar i forgot what that song's called yeah it basically it seems like it was a song that they wrote when they figured out like oh we don't need to play guitar anymore yeah <laughs> like we don't need to be a guitar band we can be a a weird experimental band that still has like pop sensibility yeah and then they got rid of that guitar shit yeah um, yeah, I definitely, this week, I felt like I had an idea of Radiohead, and then I listened to it, and I have uh, a completely different idea of Radiohead. Oh, so I'm pretty okay. pretty excited about that. I was All very right. happy this week. Nice. Taking a dive. Um, go ahead and guess her favorite and least favorite, Devin. It's kind of tough. <laughs> uh, for Mike, said favorite is five, least favorite, four. RJ? Favorite two, uh, least favorite three. Okay, how's Locked that feel in. for you guys? Uh, you're pretty close, but <laughs> <laughs> and favorite artist is five. <laughs> Radiohead. Yeah, well, we'll see for RJ. Maybe he hated this. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe his he... favorite artist is Blink One Eighty Two. All right, let's get into this. RJ, are you ready? I'm ready. Radiohead uh, are an English rock band formed in 1985. Fucking crazy. Uh, The band consists of Tom York, brothers Johnny Greenwood and Colin Greenwood, Ed O'Brien, Philip Sealway. They have worked with producer Nigel Godrich and cover artist Stanley Donwood since 1994. (laughs) Donwood. 
Uh, Radiohead's experimental approach is credited with advancing the sound of alternative rock. Uh, After signing an EMI in 1991, Radiohead released their debut single. What do you think their debut single was in 1991, RJ? Creep. Yep. (laughs) Got it. Uh, It became a worldwide hit after the release of their debut album, Pablo Honey, in 1993. Uh, Their popularity and critical standing rose with the release of their second album, The Benz, in 1995. Uh, Radiohead's third album, OK Computer, in 97, brought them international fame, noted for its complex production and themes of modern alienation. It is acclaimed as a landmark record and one of the best albums in popular music. And then we get to Kid A, mm. RJ, marked with a dramatic change in style and incorporating influences from electronic music, jazz, classical music, and kraut rock. What? Germans? Don't worry, RJ. It wasn't on the mix. Wasn't on there. Yeah. Skip you didn't that. have to deal with it. <laughs> Though Kid A divided listeners, it later oh. attracted wide acclaim. It was followed by Amnesiac in 2001, recorded in the same sessions, which was fun looking that up. Don't know if you knew that, Devin. Hmm. Uh, basically, Amnesiac is like the B-sides, essentially, from Kid A. Oh, that's why they released Kid Amnesiac Yeah. recently, and then that OK Computer 1997 or something. Something weird. Title yeah. yeah. It's like the B-sides. Ah, interesting. Uh, Hail to the Thief in 03 was lyrics addressing the war on terror. was Radiohead's final album for EMI. Uh, They self-released their seventh album in Rainbows in 2007 as a download for which customers could set their own price to critical and chart success. Their eighth album, The King of Limbs, an exploration of rhythm, was developed using extensive looping and sampling. And a moon-shaped pool in 2016 approximately featured Johnny Greenwood's orchestral arrangements. York, Greenwood, Selway, and O'Brien have released solo albums. Uh, Yeah. And then in 2011, Radiohead had sold more than 30 million albums worldwide. So, shit ton. Uh, Lots of... uh, They haven't... I don't think they've had a hit song since body snatchers but but we'll get into that so 30 million albums over their lifetime how much money do you think they've made just on album sales like as a band because they were right in that sweet spot where it was like they were able to make a shit ton of money in the 90s and early 2000s and then like limewire and napster hit they probably sold less albums well then they that's when they did in rainbows and that was the first time that i can remember that somebody released their music for free. It was a name your yeah. own price thing, but yeah. it was essentially free because you can name your prices zero. And they did that like in the face of the record label. Like they just released it themselves mm-hmm. from what I remember. Uh, five of Radiohead albums have been included in Rolling Stones, 500 greatest albums of all time. Um, all right. So that's a little bit on Radiohead. We'll get into the first song here. We've got Meyer and Lung. Uh, this is off The Benz in 1995, track 8, 4 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, the Benz is their second studio album, released in 1995. Most tracks were produced by John Leckie with extension, ex- extra production by Nigel Godrich. Uh The Benz was the first Radiohead album with cover artwork from Stanley Donwood. 
the bands moved away from Radiohead's earlier grunge style, incorporating cryptic lyrics, greater use of keyboards, more abrasive guitar tracks, and a more restrained arrangements. Uh, tensions were high with pressures from EMI to match sales of their debut single, Creep, and progress was slow after an international tour. Uh, the band produced produced six singles, including Meyer and Lung being one of them. Um, and then I would argue uh, some better songs. But uh, And then the band's... There's a lot of good ones on the bands. Yeah. I think that's my favorite album. Whoa. Maybe. Whoa. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Things the... changed this week. <laughs> uh, the bands received greater acclaim than Pablo Honey. Uh, including Best British Album of the Brit Awards in 96. Uh, Meyer and Lung was included on the bends. Uh, let's see. It transitioned from a jangly opening book to a McCartney-esque verse melody, pulverizing guitar explosions in the bridge. Um, Radiohead recorded versions of Meyer and Lung, uh, but, were, but R.A.K. Was, were not satisfied with the results. Instead, they used performance recorded in 1994 at the London Astoria. Pretty funny. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm familiar with the Benz. I uh, am familiar with this song. Uh, up until this week, this was my favorite Radiohead album. I thought this was oh. their best album that they made, especially when you look at it. Like the There's like five hit songs pretty yeah. early on in the record. Um, I was surprised that you did not start with Pablo Honey. Um, yeah, but I understand more now. Okay, RJ, yeah. accepts you. <laughs> you well, it's because of listening. We'll get into OK Computer, but there's a bigger. If you go from Pablo Honey to OK Computer, there's less of a bigger gap to me yeah there's a closer relationship stylistically between pablo honey and okay computer than there is between the bends and okay computer which i did not know yes but i don't think it was really indicative of the majority of their work it was kind of a one-off like pablo honey pablo Honey's weird because it's full of still post-punk stuff yeah like they have straight up post punk songs in that album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it's it was hard to include in just five songs. It was hard for me to justify putting that on there, unless I made the other version of it, where every song is like brutally different. Yeah, which I would like to make, but I, I went with the the softer one and you the chubbed up one. I mean, you could start the mix with creep. You could, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, like, it, a creep. It, honestly, creep is a fine song. It's fine. It's a great I've song. heard it so much. Yeah, everybody's heard it so much. It's been covered to death, <laughs> and the covers are great too. Everybody knows that song. I got no problems with it. But there's other better songs on that album. Where if I was going to show Pablo Honey, I would like to show some of those other songs too, yeah. as an idea of what they used to be. Like I was playing uh, some Radiohead songs for my coworker, who's super young, and he uh, and I played him that song. And I was like, "Yeah, this is Radiohead," and then I played him something from like In Rainbows. He's like, "This is the same band. <laughs> they ended up doing this." Yeah, it's like, "Yeah," it's like, and "Wait till later on." <laughs> like they do some other stuff too. Like, yeah, yeah. 
All right, RJ, how did you feel towards My Iron Lung? How do you feel towards this song? So, first off, I saw the album, and I'm like, oh, it's the coming album. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, the old face. Yeah, that's what I was like. Okay, I've seen this cover before. <laughs> Haven't listened to it. Uh, but I, I do, it, there was something weird about the song. Uh, I mean, I, I've always had that connotation with Radiohead and uh, them, you know, as a whole. Because I was just like, oh, they're a weird band that I've heard, like, I've heard whatever people played me and that it was weird. Um, but it does have, like, the little grunginess, especially towards, like, the bridge, kind of, like, towards the end, as you mentioned. But there's that one part where he's like, you got that internal itch, and it's like, you got the scratch, dun, that internal itch, dun, dun. And I was like, ooh, what's that that they're doing? Something different than, like, a... It's like James um, Brown. I was just one, like, two, three, <laughs> and I was like, I kind of like how they they do that. I was like, that's not normal for like a like a grungy kind of sound. And I was like, I do appreciate that. I was like, it is interesting how they threw that in there. And it's from the differences from the beginning of the song towards the end of the song. It kind of picks up a little bit. Uh, so I was like, I like that as an intro to kind of just bring you in. Um, yeah, but besides that, I was like, it's an okay song. Yeah. They've always, even from Pablo Honey, from listening to all their albums, what you just explained, RJ, is they make weird decisions. Yeah. They just, yeah. for some reason, they're like, we're going to throw in a little jazz melody right here. It's not going to make any sense, but it's yeah. going to be there. <laughs> but, I, but I like doing jazz. Yeah. So I'm going to do it on here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how Tom York talks, but. <laughs> he probably whispers. Yeah. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> probably just squeaks. Talks like Prince, but British. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Devin, why why did you choose Meyer and Lung out of all the songs from the Benz? Out of High and Dry. Well, I love High and Dry. <laughs> um, I thought you might. I thought you, both of you might have heard High and Dry, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought this one fit better with uh, what other song that I have on there from this album. I, it was between this one and one other one. But this one fit better with uh, the next song, which I really liked. So I wanted to keep on there. The, f- uh, the first one I had on was, you know, it was just the Benz. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right, the title track. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I had Bulletproof. I wish I was also at some point. But yeah, what, being as how I had to like start off the mix with. Either something from Pablo Honey or the Benz. Uh, I felt like this was the best one to start off with. Yeah, it's weird. Like as I was like going through these and thinking about my version of this mix now, it's like choosing the first song is as out of any mix I've made before. It's actually it's the most crucial with this mix because it mm. does set a tone for what you're trying to do. Like yeah. you with the four, first four songs, you have a very consistent tone, and then you have a night night song. Yeah, whereas you could have started with high and dry, and then you could have been calm tone through most of it. Yeah, like what is the song on OK Computer like? Let down or something like that. That song's fucking sick, and that song's like a slower song. Yeah, like the I think it's right before Karma, please. But yeah, I thought about putting Paranoid Android on there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, from the first, or sorry, the first three albums, but not including Pablo Honey. There's a lot of songs that I went through to put on the mix and just ended up landing on those two. But yeah, there was 
I kind of had a different version of this where it, it cycled back and forth between like the grunginess and the somber songs. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to end on a somber one just because that's one of my favorite ones on uh, on Moonshape Pool. So that was going on there either way. But I ended up just settling for kind of a through line to, you know, just keep it right right down the middle. Mm-hmm. Play it safe, basically. Yeah, that's a good way to explain it. This is right down the middle. Yeah. yeah. I was not doing what Radiohead does. <laughs> not taking chances. I was doing more of a nickelback, I would say. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the second track here. We've got Subterranean Homesick Alien. Oh, real quick. I was reading the reviews for... Um, for all these albums, just to see how they stack up against each other. Mm-hmm. The Benz scored, like, NME, which was popular. That's still kind of popular. 9 out of 10. Rolling Stone, uh, 3.5 out of 5. And then 4 out of 5. Like, pretty good reviews. Guardian gave it 4 out of 4. Chicago Tribune, 1 out of 4 stars. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get and then Spin, Spin gave it 5 out of 10 also. Which was surprising to me because I thought this was a very universally liked album. Well, I think that if you look at Pablo Honey and you, if you only have Pablo Honey and the Benz, mm-hmm. you listen to the Benz and you're like, you sold out. Yeah. Like, and I would think that they were pussies at the time. Yeah. Like, if I was a fucking 20 year old at the time, like, you, because when you listen to them, they are drastically different and this is, has way yeah. more pop songs on it. Yeah. And that time period was still like entrenched in that grunge era Mm -hmm. you know or coming out of it at least so people are still clinging on to those sounds and when people started abandoning that i'm sure people weren't too happy yeah but yeah chicago tribune gave their next album four out of four stars like perfect score yeah which (laughs) makes sense because they totally redirect in Mm -hmm. okay computer they're like oh yeah we kind of fucked up with this last album (laughs) yeah yeah Um, All right, so next song is Subterranean Homesick Alien. This is off of OK Computer from 97. Track 3, 428. OK Computer is the third album from them. Uh, Let's see, Radiohead self-produced the album, so that was one of their big changes. Uh, The band distanced themselves from the guitar-centered, lyrically introspective style of their previous albums, The Bends. Uh, OK Computer's abstract lyrics, densely layered sound. God bless and electric influences laid the groundwork for Radiohead's later, more experimental work. Uh, the album's lyrics depict a world fraught with rampant consumerism. Uh, blah, 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 90s stuff. Um, despite lower sales estimates uh, by EMI, who deemed the record uncommercial and difficult to market, OK Computer reached number one on the UK album charts. And debuted at number 21 on the Billboard 200, Radiohead's highest album entry in the U.S. charts at the time. Pretty crazy. Uh, Paranoid Android, Karma Police, Lucky, No Surprises were all singles from it. Uh, OK Computer received critical acclaim. Uh, It was nominated for Album of the Year and won Best Alternative Music Album from 1998. Um, All right. So, RJ. Yes. Okay, computer is kind of. I've always known this about this album. It's the changing album. It's the album everyone loves. 
It's the album coming out of their cocoon. Yeah, it's just the the turning album. Like I've always known this, and everyone loves it. Like even when you go on to Spotify, like their top five songs, most of them, yeah, are from OK Computer. So I've listened to OK Computer before. I've heard this song before. Um, I was turned off by OK Computer a long time ago, and I actually figured out this week why I'm still turned off by OK Computer. Um, I like, there's, uh, I think the first song, the second song sucks. And I think three, four and five are like fantastic. Like those are great. This song is fine. Um, this is part of three, four, five. I think it goes this and like let down or let drown or something. And then into karma police. Um, there might be another one in there. I can't remember. Anyways, it's got listening to Radiohead, RJ, I figured out what I love. And what I love is when Radiohead is able to make a complete and cohesive album. If you listen to OK Computer, it is not that. All over the place. It's not that. Not complete. It's just that they're not figuring it out yet. Interesting. They still have all of these grunge aspects that they're not letting go yet. And then they still haven't fully committed themselves to what they do in Kid A. Which we won't talk about Kid A, other than that's my second favorite Radiohead album. Uh, because okay. they are f- once they get to Kid A, they are fully committed at that point. They're mm-hmm. not fucking around anymore. Amnesiac has some weird shit in there that like is kind of grunge uh, influence, I would say. But there's like more jazz melodies in there that they use. Yeah, but. OK Computer still throws me off because it's like, yeah, there's like four songs that I like, but overall as like an album, I don't care. That's interesting because I think that for an album, it's put together really well and it is cohesive, Mm -hmm. but not for a Radiohead album looking back retrospectively. Like nowadays we have Radiohead and their standard that they've lived up to Mm -hmm. to compare this album to. But I think at the time this was as cohesive as, as an album gets, you know, other yeah. than a concept album that's really well put together. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because they took chances with the album. They mm-hmm. definitely were, like, moving into a new space that they had never gone to before. I just yeah. know that the back half of this album, I could care less about. I do not, I don't care about it at all. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but this song's good. I like this song. Um... And I I understand the, like, if you're making a Radiohead mix, something from this album needs to be on here. Yeah. Um, and it's hard because it's, no matter which way you make this mix, it's most likely the second song needs to be off of OK Computer. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of tricky picking which song. Um, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Either version or either of the multitude of versions that I could make of this mix okay computer would be included on it whereas like i could leave off the bends on the harder one mm-hmm. and substitute that with pablo honey and whatnot and i can leave off some of the lit, like hail to the thief and go just i could put on amnesiac and some somber stuff from that but yeah the okay computer like just has to be on all of them which i feel like does make it a good album because Looking back at it, it has elements. It has a lot of elements of what they 
were and what they turned into, or at least what they were trying to turn into. You know? Yeah, I don't like. Okay, so this album is essentially the same thing to me as Revolver is for the Beatles. And you look at Revolver, and they're smacked in between Rubber Soul and Sgt. Pepper's. Uh-huh. And by the time you get to Sgt. Pepper's, they're doing their thing. When they're in Rubber Soul, they're they're making a Rubber Soul is kind of a somber album compared to their more rock albums, the previous mm-hmm. three or four. I can't remember right off the top of my head. But then when you look at Revolver, it's like. This is interesting. You're experimenting. There's some cool songs on here, and it's important, but I don't. I think it's a necessary album. I don't think it's a good album. Does that make sense? Like it's, it does. It's necessary for the catalog. <laughs> it, it makes sense, but also that's one of my favorite Beatles albums. Yeah. Not knowing too, like I've heard all the Beatles albums mm-hmm. for the most part, I think, but and I don't listen to them a lot. But I do remember listening to that one and being like, fuck yeah, Beatles are fucking sick. Yeah, I mean, there's good songs on there. But it's like when you get to Sgt. Pepper's, it's like, oh, yeah, this is like a way better album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that your favorite Beatles album? No, Abbey Road is. Abbey that's Road, okay. the last album they made. How does White Album stack up? Because that's my favorite. Uh, It's probably... Lower Down? No, it might be my third. Like, okay. it goes Abbey Road, Let It Be, and then... It might be. Let it be, yeah. It it might be my third. Okay. Right. Yeah, the Magical Mystery Tour album's really good. That's the one I have not heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. But yeah, so like, I like Oaken Computer as an album, but like Devin said, looking back at, at all these albums, it's like it's it stands out in this weird way that I don't love. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like you can make a mix, a Radiohead mix, where you just start with OK Computer, but you'd irritate people who like the first two albums. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But. I think what's funny about the sound is that there's bands nowadays that kind of do this sound that we don't like, you know, like Mute Math and Muse. Mm-hmm. And I don't like those bands, and I don't like anything that they do, but I like this album. So I think that's kind of what I I judge it against sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, they do it so much better. Like the the lush tones in this song, like they did something with their sound in this and just really smoothed a lot of it out, which is kind of contrary to what they did later on. But I'd say they just took that smoothed out sound and like glitched it up a little bit. They mm-hmm. jazzed it up in a Radiohead way. Mm-hmm. You know, like not using jazz as a term to say like they're using jazz chords or scales, but they, they kind of went free form with what they had already done. Mm-hmm. Cause like Pablo honey and the Benz are basically musical instrument albums. And then this one, they added the, the layered effects of other things like synthesizers and the effects on the guitars and his voice and, uh, it was, I think at the time it was probably more revolutionary, but now it's become like a standard for a lot of the music that we don't like. Yeah, I bet you they look back at this album and get irritated by the way it sounds. Yeah, I would wonder how they feel about all their stuff now. Because when you listen to this, it's like there's something, when this album, there's something up with the mix that I don't hate, but it stands out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just there's just weird sounds and they like make things louder than they should be sometimes. And it just stands out. It's not a bad thing. It's just like it's noticeable. You know? yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. RJ. Okay, computer. 
Subterranean Homesick Alien. So this one, uh, like I said, haven't had much experience with them. So going into it, I was just like, oh, this song's a different pace again. Um, so as we kind of mentioned, I, I did like the change of pace because I was like, okay, this is obviously going to be an overview of their content. So I kept on asking myself, I'm like, is this what the album sounds like on this one? And just from hearing you guys, obviously, they go in different directions per album, you know, throughout their discography. Uh, but honestly, I didn't hate the song. I like I like the lyrics. But there's a side of me that when he says uptight, <laughs> I keep on thinking you too. Oh, yeah. Oh, and this is and this I was is just like, ah. I was just like, ah, why are you here, Bono, Bono? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can leave. You can leave. But I was like, honestly, I think I like this version better. Like, if they could sing this, and I'd be like, I could vibe out to this versus U2 comes out. I'm like, just boo. Okay, but when U2 plays with or without you, when that comes on, are you not not closing your eyes and bobbing your head back and forth? I'm committed. I'm throwing the beer bottle at the stage. Yeah. (laughs) I can't leave with or without. <laughs> that song does rock. Oh, so good. There's there's some U2 songs that are good, but then, like, what the fuck after that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the song, the song was... I, I enjoy the lyrics. I enjoy the feel of it. There's that little uptight thing that I was like, hey, U2. Uh, but besides that, you know, I didn't mind it. Um, as of hearing, you know, the rest of the album isn't great to Mike, but okay from Devin. Okay, computer. <laughs> That's just you talking to RJ. Yeah. <laughs> okay, computer. I'm gonna call you U2D2. <laughs> it's just Bono. That's his. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you making me edge? <laughs> That's your model number. B O N O. I am a B O N O model from the U2D2 universe. Um. All right. So RJ. Uh, my top four Radiohead albums are all post this album. Okay. <laughs> all of the Radiohead that I like and enjoy is all past this album. <laughs> uh, uh, there's six to choose from out of there, too. Exactly. It's, which yeah. means that uh, Bob Honey and the Benz are not in my top four favorite albums. Yeah, yeah. not in your radar. No. Yeah. I listening to this and we'll get like going forward, they completely change their sound. They do the things that I love that I didn't know that they did, which is silly to me at this point because I know that they make scores. So mm. it's like the fact that I didn't understand that in Radiohead, they were laying down the blueprint to the way that they were going to approach scores. It's like, it's just silly to me that yeah. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and they still managed to like, when we get into the four song, they still managed to like keep some interesting pop sensibilities without it being like over overly produced you know yeah uh but yeah my my top a radiohead that i like is all going forward which this is my argument that i've always had with star wars okay rj all right so i have for as long as i remember being 17 and I or yeah, I think I was seventeen. I was talking to Sean Myers, and Sean Myers was the first person that I ever talked to. And this was this would have been two years after Revenge of the Sith. Uh, this would be right before the Clone Wars movie came out. So Sean Myers was the first person that I ever talked to who told me that 
the prequel Star Wars movies sucked and that the second two Matrix movies sucked. I thought everyone loved these movies because I loved them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the prequels, meaning like the newer ones at yeah. the time. Yeah, so from okay. 99, 2002, and 2005, those three movies, uh, the first three movies, uh, <laughs> the, the the nine movies now, Yeah, I thought everyone loved those movies. No, they suck. And, and then Sean Myers was like, <laughs> no, they suck. Like, everyone thinks they suck. And I was like, yeah. you don't know what you're fucking talking about, Sean. They're <laughs> yeah. fantastic. And it took me... I was like, that that would have been like 2006 or seven. It took me another decade to convince Sean that those movies are great, including <laughs> the Matrix franchise. He's on board with all of them now. Mm. It took me a, a decade of talking to him about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but even after that, RJ, I watched, I remember going, I took a date to go see the Clone Wars movie in the theaters, which is an animated movie. Uh, I watched all the Clone Wars cartoons, watched the Gendy Tartakovsky cartoons when they first came out, then watched the Clone Wars cartoons when they came out. Uh, so I'm like a big Star Wars person when Force Awakens first came out. There's all that stuff. I've seen all the Star Wars. Okay? Did you see Next Generation? Okay. I've seen all the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and people love the original trilogy, 4, 5, and 6. You know, RJ? People love those movies. And those are mm-hmm. the blueprint for Star Wars, there's a lot in there. But you can't say you love Star Wars if you haven't seen the majority of the catalog, which means all six seasons of The Clone Wars, plus the Gendy Tartakovsky seasons, plus The Bad Batch now, plus Resistance, plus the three seasons of Rebels. Those are all cartoons, RJ. If you can't handle me at my Clone Wars, you don't <laughs> deserve me at my New Hope. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been my argument when people talk about Star Wars. I'm like, yeah, but you haven't seen the majority of the catalog. So how can you judge it on the beginning of the catalog? That makes no sense to me, right? What happens to people that are like, uh, I miss the old Kanye? But that's not Kanye. That The catalog is Kanye, RJ. Yes, but people will compare it to the beginning of Kanye. There's the early Kanye, there's the middle Kanye, and then now we're in a new era of Kanye, but it's still all Kanye, which means that it's as Star Wars comes out, it's all Star Wars, and it's a giant catalog. So anyways, Mm -hmm. so with Radiohead, I like Radiohead. I can call myself a Radiohead fan because I like the majority of their catalog. Devin, do you agree? I don't know. I, I haven't made my judgment yet if he's a certified radio head. Because he is the radio head. We because will see. I did say before, I would say that I'm not a Radiohead fan, even though I liked the first two albums. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing that originally Trilogy fans would say about Star Wars. Like, True. I love Star Wars because I like the first three movies. Uh-huh. Now, I like everything else. Okay. And I don't really care about the first two albums. I get okay. kind of bored listening to them to be honest with you. (laughs) So, I was very happy going into the rest of this mix. Uh, How how do we, how are we going to pronounce the third song on this mix? Mixomitosis. Okay, mixomitosis. (laughs) It's a thing. I gotta look it up. Okay. It is a thing? It is a thing, yeah. Is it, uh, uh, is it when you're, yeah. it's It's a virus that affects rabbits. Is it when your uh, <laughs> when your cells uh, multiply, um, but at a different rate? I don't know the science of it, but is it affects this, rabbits. Is this when Chris Rock is a, uh, <laughs> like an amoeba in your body? 
Yeah, yeah. So, running around or shooting things. Is, is this the <laughs> fucking when Jupiter Jones or what's his name? Nebula. Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nebula Smith. I mean, you're running around inside of Bill Murray. Yeah. You know that's a plot in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's like a zookeeper and his daughter? I think he's divorced, and he has a daughter. <laughs> and he's really oh, sick. <laughs> by the way, first episode of the boys. Best scene ever in anything I've ever seen. Have you seen the new season? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I'm not going to say anything then. Okay, good. There's <laughs> the best scene. And it has nothing to do with the show, but it you are, you're you're going to cry from laughing. <laughs> okay, RJ good. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this song comes off of Hail to the Thief from 2003, track 12, 3 minutes and 52 seconds. Uh, Hail to the Thief is the sixth album uh, from them, so we had a little bit of a jump there, RJ. Um, released in 2003 after transitioning to a more electronic style on their albums Kid A and Amnesiac which were recorded uh, through protracted studio experimentation Radiohead sought to work more spontaneously combining electric, electronic and rock music uh, songwriter Tom York wrote lyrics influenced by the unfolding war on terror uh, following a high-profile internet leak of unfinished material 10 weeks before release, Hail to the Thief debuted at number one on the UK album charts and number three on the US Billboard 200 charts. Uh, with certified platinum in the UK and Canada and gold in several other countries. Uh, let's see. It was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Alternative Music Album. It won the Grammy Award for Best Engineered Non-Classical Album. Um, so RJ, I really like this album. I think that there's better songs from this album than this song. I don't hate this song. I like this song. Okay. But I like this album. I agree there's better songs, by the way. I'm curious why you chose this song. Uh, I thought it fit best with those songs. Okay. Keeping with the the Nickelback theme. The, the flow. <laughs> the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, RJ, did you feel a big shift musically going from two to three? Um, two to three, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, from the first one, I was like, yeah, there's something in here. Because I feel like if I could sum it up, they're they're weird. They do d- experimental kind of things, like hopping all over the place. But I was like, this this one I do like more than the first song. Don't know why. Don't know why I, like, I grasp it on this one. But I love this one. It's just the lyrics. It was like there's something different about this song for sure. Obviously, it's their new album, so it's like they're new of, hey, we're trying to figure this out, and we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. So you like the song? But but I do like the song. <laughs> um, I did have to look it up uh, just to see what that was. But apparently, it was released in Europe just to get rid of the overpopulation of European rabbits. Oh, hell yeah. So they... They released it, and I guess it just fucks up and kills rabbits because it just hops around like Fuck a virus it. and they jumps a, around to everyone. They had an issue with binocula there, bro. You remember binocula? Yeah, like you remember? rabbit Dracula. Yeah, it was a book series called Binocula. Shit, <laughs> that's what it's based on. Is that like a jackalope? <laughs> no, like if you look at pictures of it, it like their their skin's all deteriorating, their eyes are all like puffy, like pink colors, and they're like popping out of their head. It's it's kind of. That's Crazy. what rabbits look like. <laughs> the white rabbits with the creepy red eyes. Oh, no, no, yeah, no, that's no. binocula. <laughs> that's binocula? Yeah, I think it's got the virus. That's Bunsferatu? 
no, hop, oh, let me take that back. No, wait, okay, edit that redo, out. Redo. That's hops ferratu. <laughs> I like buns though. I like buns ferratu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Devin. Yeah, I like the song. Um, I like it. This one stuck out from the album as one that I remembered because I remember when it came out, I was playing bass a lot, and it's very bass-driven. Mm-hmm. I liked the, the bass line. Um, but I just felt like it had the energy of the rest of the songs for the most part. And that's why I kept it on there, um, or put it on there in place of the other songs. And it was more palatable than the other ones. Um, you know, as if I was made. This album... I, I re-listened to it after we were talking this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I I like it a lot more than I did when it came out. It's interesting. It is. Yeah. It's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's not close to my favorite, but I appreciated it more. And if anything, like, I I wouldn't be able to rank all of their albums now, if that makes sense. Like, I, uh. there would be, like two number ones and two number twos and two number threes you know mm-hmm. i can't put my finger on which ones i really like if i had to rank them you don't have but a one two three just a no. one two three no I, I, <laughs> because in rainbows was always my number one. Ooh, yeah. and then that's my number three <laughs> and then king of limbs and uh moon or king of limbs came out yeah and it took me a little bit and then i fucking loved it uh, but it was only because it, it was the time period that I was listening to Stranger Stuff, and I really liked the dark tones that they had in it. Yeah. And then I felt like they refined that in Moonshaped Pool. So I was like, well, I got to put, like, Moonshaped Pool might be number two. Oh, um, yeah. And Ben's, I really love the Ben's album, but it's because I've listened to it for so long. Mm-hmm. So taking nostalgia out of it and... After this week, listening to Kid A again, oh, yeah. I appreciate that one more. I would put that probably number four or five, mm. but I don't know what would be a number three. Like, it's tough for me to choose, but Hail the Thief definitely grew on me this week. I'm really surprised that you're. Did, did you go back to listen to Amnesiac this week? A little bit. I'm surprised that's not in your top three. Just because of how fucking weird it is. I, here's the thing. I, I like it, and if it wasn't a Radiohead album, I would like it. But when I'm mm-hmm. ranking them as Radiohead albums, mm-hmm. there's other Radiohead that I like more than that. Yeah. So sense. like when I'm talking about all these albums, and I'm like, oh, I don't like Kid A. It's like, no, I love Kid A. I <laughs> just don't like it as far as the other Radiohead albums go. Yeah. So like Amnesiac, I do like, but... It's uh, it's not one that it's not like my go to if I have to, if I if I have to listen to a Radiohead album, I'm not going to go to that one right away. I got to be in a specific mood to listen to that one. Whereas like in Rainbows, I could put on any time. The Bands I could put on any time, and uh, Moonshaped Pool is kind of like Amnesiac, where I can't listen to that one all the time. That's like a sit down and listen to like pay attention album, oh, yeah. oh, which yeah. is what Amnesiac is too. Oh, yeah, and I, honestly, I listen Kid to a, all these albums. While drawing this week, oh, so it yeah. was. Th- that's what I fell in love with with Radiohead because I was okay. like, oh, I could just like listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. You work out to this at all? Uh, to your mix, okay. Not to the album, <laughs> <Not>, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, the other version of this mix is not workoutable. No. It makes you stop and think about your life. Well, it really bothers me. Listening to them now, it really bothers me the term electronic style. Yes. It really irritates me. I don't like that term, and I don't like it being associated with them. I agree. I, I understand it for the time, but come on, we can we can change that vernacular now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, electronic does not go along with with what they do anymore. Yeah. There's so little electronics in it's like I don't know, we just call it production now. Yeah, they're just making full albums, which is what I like. They're not making like a hit song to like they're not making singles to go onto an album. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, they're just making albums. So I just don't I don't like the added electronic style because it's like, no, they're just like highly produced and they have a lot going on. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Hail to the Thief. I like this album. I enjoy this song. It's a good song. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, let's move on to track number four. So I knew tracks number one and two. And then when I got to four, I was like, oh, it's this song. I know this song. Because uh, this song was very popular. This was like during the time when it's like U2 had, uh, this is very, they had like uh, Apple songs that they were like yeah. coming out with. And like Coldplay was having like La Vida Loca song. What's that song called? Bum, 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 bum. Used to rule the <laughs> yeah, world. <exactly>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like commercial era songs, and I'm, I swear, Body Snatchers. This song was in a commercial at some point. Mm. I just, I just remember it being somewhere in the zeitgeist. You know? Yes, I uh, know. Uh, I want to say Weird Fishes slash Arpeggi was was in an Apple commercial or mm. Fifteen Steps, mm-hmm. but also Reckoner is everywhere. Yeah, you know. I don't know about Body Snatchers, though. I, I think it might just be so similar that we just think that it's out there. No, I remember not because this, like, re-listening to this album, this was the song that I remembered the most. So I don't know because I remember this was the album Sean tried to convince me on Radiohead. Um, so I know that, too. Mm. But I just know this song from something during that time. I don't know what it is, though. Uh. Uh, but yeah, so Body Snatchers from off of In Rainbows from 2007. This is the second track, four minutes and two seconds. Uh, In Rainbows is the seventh studio album. Uh, it was self-released in 2007. Pay what you want, download. Uh, Radiohead began work on In Rainbows in 2005. And uh, in 2006, after initial recording sessions with new produce, producer Spike Stent proved fruitless, the band toured Europe and North America performing new material. Uh, EMI, which had been recently acquired by Terra Firma, hoped to sign Radiohead to a new record. However, Radiohead did not trust the new management, and negotiations collapsed. Uh, Radiohead promoted In Rainbows with webcasts, music videos. Maybe it was in a music video? I don't know. Um, uh, remix and music videos competition. Uh, Jigsaw, Falling Into Place, and Nude were released as singles. Uh, Radiohead's first U.S. top forty song since their debut single "Creep." Pretty crazy, huh? What? Yeah, not even in the top forty since then. Mm-mm. Holy shit! As a but single. still, it makes a, sense though. But it was still such a like prolific, talked about band. Yeah, that's insane. I can't think of another band that's like that. Mm-hmm. 
Like they were around for so years, so many years, and like everybody knew the name Radiohead. And I don't think it was just off of the song Creep. I feel like it was like college radio. Yeah. It was big with. Huh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I fucking love this song, RJ. And I love this album. Both, si- both sides of this album, RJ. So you're hard now. Oh, I'm I was hard at Kid A, bro. We okay. didn't, it's not on here though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this album is fucking it's fantastic. it's really it's really great. It's it's yeah. it it's great. This song is great. I love it. Um it's I feel like this album is the right mixture of things yes. out of any of their other albums post OK Computer, which I'm all right with just having one of those, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't need it. I don't need – I'm glad that their next album was way different, which yeah. there's, a big, there's a big time gap, so makes sense. Honestly, listening back on the albums this week, it seems like stripped-down minimalist Kid A, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it it maintains some pop sensibilities, but experiments with the the classical side of things, yeah. with a little bit of the jazz side of things, but also all of the instrumentation is brought down to like, okay, you're playing that riff. What's the minimum amount of notes that you could play <laughs> to make it still sound like that riff? And let's do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, RJ, tell me about. Body snatchers. So this one, I okay. Th- this did remind me of somebody else, but just getting lost into the song was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it it just drove you. I, I like my driving word, like to the driving rhythm, like you know the drum or some beat or something like that. This yeah. one just sucked me in with just the guitar, and I was just like, I don't know. I, I like it. I don't know what they're doing, but I like it, and. Yeah, I was a little surprised Devin didn't pick this as your favorite song, to be honest. No, I, I heard this, and I was huh. just like, ooh, yes, it's got a melody. It's a little like a – I was like, ooh, this is a beat. And I, I was like, this is – this is I'm all over this. Have you heard Reckoner? I've heard Creep. Okay, that's <laughs> not the song yeah. I was asking about. I've heard Dustin Kenger's cover of Creep. Do you like melons? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what about lemons? <laughs> Ooh, I like lemons. Lemons are top priority for me. How do you like them lemons? <laughs> I should make a mix off of lemons. Who was? I think that was a Louis bit in one of his new specials, where he's like, "What if the guy in oh, Goodwill yeah. Hunting like just said no? Like yeah. when he said, How do you like them apples?' He's like, "No.' Or like, do you like <laughs> apples? No. Well, fuck, fucking. How do you? How do you?" <laughs> I don't know. How do you like them apples? Like, yeah. no, I don't like apples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then he's like, but they're writing a movie. Yeah. So it has to yes. be written this way. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you dug the song, aren't you? I, I like the song a lot. Uh, I think you'd yeah. like this album. I'd li- I, I think, think you you'd would. love the first side of it, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Because this one, it just, it, it was, it was different. I enjoy it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I like the song, and I want to know what the rest of the album, what adventure that goes on. Yeah. I think you'd like Reckoner. If you like that driving rhythm, Reckoner is a trance song. Mm. Like Not a trans song. Not a trans song, but I'm so sorry. song. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it's not what you're into. I am a trance man. Yeah. <laughs> I only listen to trans music. 
You said trans music? No, trans music. <laughs> <laughs> Only against me. <laughs> and Ethel Kane. <laughs> yeah. Um, Devin, do you have any? I think out of every song that's on here, this is the most, uh, these last two are the ones that are like necessary to me. Okay. Like uh, the first three songs, it's like from those albums, I could pick other songs, but from Mm -hmm. these two, I'd be like, hell yeah, just pick these two. These are great songs. All right. (laughs) Um, In Rainbows is probably still my favorite album. It had been my favorite album by Radiohead for a long time. Mm -hmm. I loved everything about it. And at the time I was playing bass a lot and there's a lot of, bass heavy rhythms in this um and i think that's kind of what i was getting at with the minimalist thing is that they let all of the instruments do their own things that really elevates the whole sound of everything um so i paid attention to it because of that i paid attention to it because they were it was during the whole music piracy era and -hmm. they put it out for free and i was like that's fucking cool i'm gonna go to the store and buy this album and i went and bought it and this w- it wasn't my introduction to Radiohead but it was my introduction to loving Radiohead like I had listened to the bands before I'd listened to OK Computer before and I'd liked them uh, but this one made me love them and then listen to everything else and I think Hail to the Thief was the next one that I bought after this so listening to Hail to the, Th- Hail to the Thief after In Rainbows probably changed my mind on that album. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Looking back on it. Um, but yeah, I fucking love this album. There's so much good stuff going on in it. So many cool tones with, like, mm-hmm. with the synths that they're doing. Like They put in the work to like say, like, this is the sound that we want to go throughout the whole album, but not keep it the same throughout the whole album, you know? It, it's just a, like, it's as close to a masterpiece as you can get in this modern era of music. Like, it's such a good album. Yeah. Yeah. How hot was it there today? 101. <laughs> yeah. I have been looking on you Zillow. You fucked this week. Or yeah. this summer. <laughs> well, next week, next Saturday, 77. Supposedly. Yeah, we we'll know. see if that's we'll see if that stays. It's a week away. They don't know shit from a week. See, now. I was saying this today. I was like, <laughs> if this is climate change, and this is fucking cool because summer used to be like a week of hundred ten degree days. Well, we're not even in August yet. Yeah, you're know. not even July. I'm speaking <laughs> too soon. But it's going to be if, the next two months of over hundred. Yeah, literally, he's just like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> Look, there's a storm it's, coming. It's fine. Yeah. Look. There's a cloud over there in Nevada. We're good. But if climate change is just this, and if summer is like going like 75 degrees, it's I'm cool with that. Even. You don't know that. You don't know the future. Do you have a crystal ball? I do. You do? Okay. I've got that hey, giant hey. Uh, magic eight ball that RJ plays with at the gym. <laughs> uh, what was the temperature where you're at? Uh, today I think it was a high of ninety three. Okay, still toasty. That still oh, yeah. sucks. Yeah. It does yeah, anything over toasty. ninety? I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm I just done. Want, I want to live in Montana. I'm over it. I found a house going north. I found a house <laughs> outside of Georgetown in a town that's not Georgetown <laughs> for a hundred eighty thousand, which is ridiculously that's cheap. Yeah, on apart. ten and a half acres. It was built like ten years ago. 
and it's fully self-sustainable. Full oh, solar okay. array, composting toilet, like an area for a farm. And I, I need to buy it somehow. I need to figure out how to buy this and just live <laughs> off the land and grow weed or something. Sell your house without telling anyone. <laughs> yeah. The, the house that my mom owns. Yeah. She's like, well, she's going to die soon anyway, so I get the money, right? She just shows up and she's like, I own this house. And I'm like, no, no, you don't. I bought yeah. this. <laughs> just don't tell. I don't talk to her for three weeks and there's just new people living here. I'm like, where is Devin? Did he go to the mountains? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just go north, RJ. Yeah. We're gonna go north. Head okay. north. <laughs> Tired of this shit. Up to Kennedy Way. Getting out of here. I don't want to ever deal with a hot summer again. This is my last one, RJ. I'm telling you, it's my last yeah, one. Yeah, it's too hot. Yeah, fucking sucks. I'm over it. Uh, all right. So then we get to this laugh song. True love waits off of a moon-shaped pool from 2016, track 11, last track on the album, 4 minutes and 43 seconds. Moon-shaped pool is the ninth studio album from them, released in 2016. Uh, Radiohead recorded a moon-shaped pool in RAK Studios in London. Um, Radiohead promoted a moon-shaped pool with singles and videos for Burn the Witch and Daydreaming. Uh, Moon-shaped pool was named one of the best albums of the year and a decade by many publications. It was the fifth Radiohead album nominated for the Mercury Prize and was nominated for Best Alternative Music Album and Best Rock Song for Burn the Witch. Uh, True Love Waits. Uh, This song was first performed... Okay, so Radiohead first performed True Love Waits in 1995 with singer Tom York on acoustic guitar accompanied by a synthesizer. Uh, York performed it solo on guitar or uh, Rhodes piano several times in the following years. Wait, wait, go back. Yeah. What year? 1995. Damn. Yeah. It makes sense, though. When you listen to the song, it's like, I'll get into it. I'll fucking get into it. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, In 2016, Radiohead finally released True Love Waits as the closing track of their ninth album. Uh, rearranged as a minimal piano ballad. It received positive reviews, and Pitchfork named it among the greatest songs of the decade. Um, all right, RJ. So I typically will, you'll, you'll send me your bullshit mix on Friday night, okay? And then I typically will look at it and be like, whatever. And then Monday <laughs> morning is when I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to this, okay? I decided to put on this mix on Saturday. The day after, because I was just like, I have a big week of Radiohead ahead of me. Let me listen to this mix. I'm going to commit myself a little bit to, like, trying to understand Radiohead. So I put it on this mix, and I'm like, okay, I know this song, I know this song, don't know this song, know this song. And then we get to this song, RJ. And I was just like, holy fuck. This song is amazing. And so during, I went backwards, RJ. So listening to Radiohead's albums, uh, I listened to Devin's Mix one time all the way through, and then I listened to it several times during the week, but then I just went backwards in their albums. So my whole perspective on Radiohead is starting from this album as a whole and then working my way every album back before this. Uh, when you listen to the song, when I when I was doing like looking things up about Radiohead and trying to understand them this week, it's like when I saw that this song is that old, 
it makes all the sense in the world to me because it's it's the song to me that is like this is old Radiohead and this is new Radiohead and this is in one song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like the perfect song to show someone to be like, "Oh yeah, like this is what they did sound like and this is what they do sound like and they yeah. kind of made a song like that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I fucking love this song. This is my favorite Radiohead album. No way. Yeah. it's To me, it's their best album because as a whole, it is fantastic. There's no, like, dead spots in the album. There's no song that really – I know Burn the Witch is a popular song from it, but, like, there's no song that really overpowers another song to me. I just think it's, like, cohesively it works so well with itself. Um, as just like this is an album like this is a full album that you can listen to and it's fantastic and it's weird and it's like it kind of this is like what they've been working towards with some of their atmospheric stuff uh, within scores and i just love this album and i love this song so much rj damn yeah all right i love the album artwork too i think rj would like this album i think if you were like going to go edit some photos or something you would be all about this album Definitely this over King of Limbs for him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. King of Limbs, I get lost in a little bit. I like it, but I, it loses me. Yes. A little bit. This this I, album doesn't. Yeah. I get lost in the darkness of it. It's a very <laughs> dark album, yeah. and it, it makes me feel feelings. That's just why I like it, but that's why I don't listen to it all the time. Yeah. I can, after this week, I can listen to Moonshape Pool, Kid A, and Rainbow's amnesiac on repeat mm, amnesiac too okay yeah that album is so interesting and right. so weird but like i can listen to those four albums on repeat forever Damn. i love them so much and like this is radiohead rj this is the fucking radiohead bro damn these four albums <laughs> rj are you a best, radiohead this is the best i'm gonna get yeah are you a- Dude, Kid A? RJ, you'd like Kid A. Honestly. You, RJ would like Kid A. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I do want to listen to the albums. Yeah. You would, you got to like, I like, I thought that I liked grunge Radiohead. I do yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. care at this point. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of this podcast. It's like rewired everything that I like about music, um, which we'll get into my next mix about that. But, <laughs> but like, I just like, I have something happened in my brain Devin hit me over the head too many times or something but like I just welcome to CT brother (laughs) feels good don't it I just can give a fuck about their grunge stuff I don't care I like I can just listen to Kid A and After and I'm happy that's just me RJ you gotta love this song uh, so the first time I heard it, uh, I kind of, you know, skimmed through it and I kind of have it on as background noise, kind of just kind of seeing if anything catches my attention the first time listening. It's usually on the way to work or just like playing at work. So I'm not really paying attention. And this song came on and I think I compared it close to, I kind of think I just summed them up. Like song one is going to be like Wiley, like song two, which is kind of like song, uh, or song one, three and four are similar. And then song two and five are similar. I was like, okay, that's kind of, you know, over their whole discography. Got it. Cool. Then I kept on thinking, I, I listened to song two, and I was like, all right, that's a slower song, per se. And I got to this one, and I was just like, I don't know. This song's different. 
and I kept on thinking that it was different. And every time I got here, I just was, just, I got, I kind of sucked in. I don't know the, another way to describe it besides that, but it's it just sucked off. Like <laughs> I, it's like you know that euphoria feeling right when you're about to like you know come like you know just like that O Face album they have. Yeah, uh, it's just like Ugh. yeah, you, yeah. You're laying off the mattress, feet up in the air, <laughs> about to come with one leg over the truck bed. You know, <laughs> you know. We call that the Devon. Yep. Um, Windows open. You're screaming for help, <laughs> but silently, silently. No, out loud, so oh, the neighbors loud. hear. Oh, yeah. So hopefully they'll come to the window, and then you can finally <laughs> <It's a> surprise. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this song, it, it was it was great. It, it was the sound of it, the, the feelings of it, the just the tones of it. I don't know. It, it was great. I enjoyed this a lot. Mm. Interesting. Now, knowing that this is written in, nine, like, he's been playing it since 95. Mm. And has elements of that, I'm assuming. I haven't heard the original version. I'd be curious if it's out there. Um, I want to know what that says about RJ's Radiohead sensibilities. But I really do think Kid A would be the album that he lands on. Yeah. Or, I yeah. honestly, I think he's with me. I think he would, like, his top three albums he would like is this, Kid A, and, and Rainbows. I think he would like those three albums. Oh, yeah. I, I was playing... Radiohead for him a few weeks ago and I forgot I think I was playing Paranoid Android and it was a song that I was like wasn't uh, assuming that he would like I think I was just playing Creep and I was like yeah they went from this to this and then he was like actually mentioned out loud was like no I oh this is a good song I actually like this Mm. I was like what the fuck I don't think I know what you like in music anymore or at least when it comes to Radiohead, like I, you're all over the place. So, I mean, Radiohead's all over the place. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if you're a Radiohead. Am I surrounded yeah, maybe, by Radioheads? Maybe right now? this is just full of Radioheads. Well, mm. it's just I wish someone would have explained this to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like this album came out in 2016. It's been fucking six years. If someone would have just explained to me what radiohead is because <laughs> it's like i just i just thought that they were like they played round with grunge and electronic music because <laughs> that's the way it's like handed to me you know now i just need to convince you of why psych is one of the best shows on tv no that's never gonna happen he just has to watch the whole series you gotta watch the whole series i don't care where heroes are made or whatever the fuck their slogan is there i don't like i never um, like monk either it, characters welcome yeah whatever the fuck yeah. it's called you like characters, right? Devin just started rewatching Monk. I did. That sucks. That's just to go to sleep. I'd rather give me some. Yeah. Give me some of that, RJ. <laughs> so this dick. girl's been raped seventeen <laughs> times. <laughs> That's crazy. Let's how go many, how find many, this mother. <laughs> how many series have you been doing on this? And you still don't know that? Yeah. <laughs> SVU is still going strong. Still going, even yeah. without the wolf. Yeah, even without what's his. I think what's his face is on a different one. Uh, uh, Old dude. No, um, wet hard American summer guy. Oh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah, he still does I don't one of them, right? Does he? I think he might. I think he. Oh no, he was on SVU. SVU yeah. still going? Yeah, Mariska Hagate is still doing it. I think she's Damn. maybe the only one. And uh, that, that cast is so weird because you've got her, which you're like, okay, that makes sense. Then him, who's like, he's hilarious. 
Yes. And then you've got Ice-T, who's like, why are you here? And then yeah. you've got the other dude. Old ass. Who's a comic. He was a comic in the yeah. 70s and 80s, and he's pretty fucking funny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a weird cast. It really is, yeah. That is, it's a, that's the best one, though. Oh, like, by far. Criminal Intent fucking sucks. Yeah. But, did you ever watch Criminal Minds? Uh, with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Kingpin? Um... No, that's Criminal Intent, Law and Order. Criminal Minds was a uh, uh, fuck. What is that dude's name? Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's in Criminal Intent. That's Criminal Intent. That's Law and Order. Criminal Intent. Okay. Criminal Minds is a separate Minds. show. So Criminal Minds is about like serial killers in the behavioral analysis unit. Hmm. And uh, somebody was watching it and telling me to watch it. And I was like, oh, you're fucking stupid. You just like dumb TV shows. Yeah. And then I started watching. It. I was like, damn, this is pretty cool. <laughs> have, you, have you ever watched an episode of NCIS? Yes. My mom <laughs> loves that show. It's, it's awful. Like, I've only so seen bad. a couple before, but I'm just like, how it's the so fuck bad. does anyone watch oh. these things? <laughs> yeah. It's like they made Jag and they're like, how can we make this shittier? <laughs> <laughs> what can we do to make this dumber? It's like laughable. Let's get how Chuck Lorre in here to figure out how we can make this show dumber. Yeah, that and Bones. God, I love Bones. <laughs> yeah. Criminal Minds honestly is more similar to Bones, but it's it, it's a good sh- it, it, sure. It, 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 it's a good show. Uh-huh. I'm not saying like it's like a work of art. It's not like uh-huh. Breaking Bad or Sopranos, but. It's a good show. Uh-huh. It's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, he's done. I once had to, I had to stop. I was uh, I had a girlfriend in high school, and I had to stop watching SVU. I was watching it so much, and I was like having a conversation with her, being like, "I don't know, you might get raped, or you might get killed." Or <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I was like trying to convince her to like Spend not do somewhere. something, and like she's yeah. like. What are you talking about? We live in <laughs> yeah. Cameron Park. I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, we live in Cameron Park. Ice T lives in New York. There's nobody here to solve your murder. <laughs> like, you got to be careful. Yeah, and I remember being like, okay, I probably need to watch the less SVU. <laughs> yes. I was just getting yeah. so paranoid about rape and murder. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, good no. thing you didn't have kids at the time. You're like, oh, growing up in kindergarten, you know, they're. they're who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. They have the classic A Man Was Raped episode, RJ. Oh, yeah. One of the first ones to discuss that topic, that men can be raped by women, RJ. Yeah. 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 Cons- Rape survivors consent. unite. <laughs> holding my fist up in the air for my brothers. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any other choice from this album than this song, Devin. Yeah. Yeah. Burn the Witch is a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. That's another like older song, too. Damn. Um, I don't know if it... I didn't grab when it was made, but when I looked it up, it was another song that was an older song that they retuned for this album. Hmm. Are you ready to hear the smile? I am. Hear is, it? It, is it more like this? I'm going to let you decide, because... This is honestly what made me make this mix. And I, I I haven't listened to the Smile album since it came out. Or I haven't listened to the whole album. I just heard the singles. But tell me what you think of this. Short little intro.
I'm not going to listen to this. Isn't it wild that he went from Moonshade Pool to that? Then <laughs> this that, is the second single off of it. That sounds like a fucking, like, the hives or something. I was going to say Jet. Yeah. Here, I'll fast forward a little bit for this one. This is better. The singles that I've heard so far, I love. And I'm very curious where they're going with it. But it, the album just came out uh, like two weeks ago. Mm. But I haven't had a chance to listen to it. Full on album. Mm. But yeah. I was really surprised by that first song because I was like, damn, they're going back. I want a that. little bit. It sounds more like a three piece. Yeah. You know? I want that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I am the Radiohead. Um, you know, I will, <laughs> I will certify you as a certified Radiohead. OK Computer is my fifth favorite Radiohead album. So there's that. okay. All right. Well, uh, Pablo Honey last like doesn't even need to be on there. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I cannot listen to Creep ever again and be fine. As you and I were talking <laughs> this week, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, as you and I were talking this week, I was looking up like people's lists, like uh, professional music critics lists of their top, you know, like ranking the nine Radiohead albums. And it was a little bit all over the place, but mostly divided between what I was saying and what Sean was saying. Yeah. And then some of it, like a little bit in between, but Pablo honey is always at the bottom, which Sean's opinion on that is, is a more, uh, how do you put that? It's it. It wasn't his first opinion of Radiohead. Ah, yeah. His his opinion has changed over time. Okay. Uh, to what it is now, but or, but listening to it, it wasn't that way. It, he was more on your side of things, and then now he's. I'm more similar to him to what yeah. we like to hear. I wonder how much of that is due to the change in music and the change in our tastes. Because, like I said, like I was mostly introduced to Radiohead through In Rainbows and then listened to Hail to the Thief. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's for me, it's like, show me something interesting. There's nothing really, mm-hmm. like, even on OK Computer, there's nothing on those first three albums that's interesting to me at this point. Yeah. It's like, I've heard it, I've seen it, I've seen versions of this, I don't fucking care anymore. But when you get to everything after that, it's like, I've never heard anything like this. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So for me, you guessed five and four. So close, Devin. Ooh, so okay. close. Five and three. Five and three. Okay. And I, I like three. It's just that song. I like the album more than the song. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the song's good. Um, I just by the time i get to it i just want to get to four if that makes sense yeah. i don't know if it's kind of the placement of it too yeah uh, just because four is such a fucking sick ass song i was surprised by you liking in rainbows yeah like i didn't think that you wouldn't like it but i didn't think that you would like it that much mm-hmm. but yeah interesting all right and then for dev or for rj you guessed two and three how do you do rj uh, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So well, now, after I, I said this, would, <laughs> if you could repick the numbers, what would you pick? 
as your favorite five, oh. least favorite. Mm. Okay, he's still wrong. Maybe um, two. I'm going to guess <laughs> four, one, RJ. Uh, my choices are four and one. Hell four yeah. one? Okay. You don't know RJ. I, I do. I'm I mean, the radio head. I wasn't even listening when he was talking this whole time. <laughs> I am the green. <laughs> four was such an awesome song. And I kept on going to like one and two where I'm like, I feel like I wanted to like them, but I was just like, eh, I don't, I don't think I can latch on. I was like, that was cool what they were doing, but I, I don't think I, I jumped on that. So it kind of went back and forth between one and two, and then three, four, five for my like favorite. So I was like, hopped back and forth, and I was like, I think I like four the best. Mm. So here's an interesting question: If RJ listened to all of the albums, do you think he would end up liking the other albums, the older albums as a whole, better than the newer albums as a whole? It like, depends on what you're doing. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Cuz those earlier albums have more energy to them. So if like if you're if you're trying to do something that's like going to I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those, yeah. all the later albums you have to like pay attention, but you can also like be doing something that's like focused. So that's why I said like editing photos would be like a good thing for those things. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, Moonshade Pool makes me want to edit photos. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'll try it. <laughs> we can make a photo of you look like an elephant if you like, Devin. Yeah, let's do that. Do that. Wait, why elephant? I don't know. Are you just saying that because I've gained some weight? <laughs> <laughs> I've been working on it. Yeah, when are you going to take tasteful photos of Devin's dick, RJ? Yeah, the photos you've taken have been <laughs> dog shit lately. <laughs> more Frankly, more my penis. More my penis. Yeah. The lighting is terrible. Make it look bigger. <laughs> Here, hold on to it and pull it out. It always looks so small. <laughs> Fix that. Teamwork. You're a friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right, Devin. So my rating for you is going to be a 4.4. Damn. All uh, right. If I would say if you had Kid A on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but honestly, this mix is hard. It's hard to make these mixes. It really yeah. is. To be like, oh, they have nine albums. Let me just choose five songs for nine <laughs> albums. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, but I enjoyed the mix. I I listened to it a bunch. I listened to Radiohead a lot. I can safely say I am a Radiohead uh, now. And, yeah, so you convinced me of that, I guess. And but Yeah, 4.4 out of 5. Fuck yeah. RJ. So I wasn't as nice. Um, (laughs) You you didn't didn't latch me with this one, but I was like, I'm intrigued just seeing their (laughs) whole Oh, you'll latch onto my nipple. (laughs) Whether you like it or not, I'll get you to latch. It's literally like a sucker fish. I'm just going to suckle on the teat of my radio head. The areolas. Yeah. <laughs> they just, Devin areolas. just all areola. You take us off a shirt. Oh, yeah. It's not even a man tit. It's just an areola. It's like frying pans. Just fucking pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> not like, those silver dollar bullshits. Like Devin, Real your, flapjacks. Your pancakes are burning. Flip them over. Yeah. Take them off. And you're like, no, those are just a part of me. Nah, they're dark, too. Real dark. <laughs> Yo, baby, let me see those flapjacks. Flapjacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean these, honey? <laughs> oh. Are we still talking to Devin? <laughs> Let me yeah. bust some okay. syrup on those flapjacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It better be maple grade A. <laughs> but I think overall, I did listen to this mix, and I did enjoy everything, the chaoticness that it was. Um, and I, I'm intrigued with looking into like you know some of their <laughs> albums. Funny because it's not chaotic. The mix. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. it is. And I like how you take a word like chaotic. <laughs> And then add ness to it when you could just say chaos. <laughs> I guess that works. Yeah. I got what I meant. Chaoticness. It's, it's a Chaos-ness. very George W. Bush thing. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but I, I you know, it, it was a good one that I could go back to because uh, I want to listen to the other stuff too with their chaoticness. Um, I'm sorry about the chaosativity. It's, it's right. <laughs> uh, but I gave you a 3.8 because yeah, I enjoyed this one. Right. I could go back to this one. Interesting. He's not, but I, I might. He's not. <laughs> I'm curious if you if he's gonna go if you're gonna go back to those uh, other albums. I list, I just listened to this one again, like right now while yeah. we're doing the podcast. Yeah, you're literally like, hey, did you go listen to any more Radiohead? I'm like, yeah, listen to the mix like two more times. Damn, he's like, not even listening to us talk. You piece of shit, RJ. He doesn't even listen to the mixes during the week. He doesn't. No, no I do. He just he listens just... to them while we podcast. <laughs> like if I can find him on TikTok, then uh, I guess I'll <laughs> listen to him on the reels. Sorry, reels. Uh, the, the Instagram's TikTok. Jeez. You don't have TikTok, RJ? Yep. TikTok. Let me stop. Why don't no, you that's just get a, TikTok? That's a Chinese. Oh, here he goes with the <laughs> yeah. racism. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting yeah. my information. Ask Devin what happened to his phone. Oh, he's doing the eye thing. Oh, no, that's just his uh, face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Devin, are you going to rate yourself or... Do you feel um, like you could have done differently? Okay. For me, if somebody made this Radiohead mix for me, being somebody that likes Radiohead, I would give it a four out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing something differently to make it more for my taste, I would have picked other weirder songs that was uh, more chaos and activity. If uh, I'm using Ari's words correctly. Fine, got it. Okay. I would have added more chaos and negativity. That's a to extreme it. chaos. So, yeah. I would have gone all over the place with it uh, and had some somber songs, some even like some interlude songs like Nice Dream on there mm-hmm. and uh, enjoyed that a lot more to make it a five out of five. But I do love Radiohead. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it either way. I listened, I listened to this one myself during the week because I did like it that much. Um, but yeah, there were other songs that I would have picked to make it for a Radiohead fan. Yeah. But like you're saying, there's so many, so many songs to choose from, from so many albums and what direction do you want to go with? I, I chose the happy medium on everything. I didn't go through like a, a retrospective of like the evolution of Radiohead. I didn't go for one oh, sound yeah. that they were doing. You know, yeah, that's the the version of this mix that I would make would be called "How to Give Head." Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that would be a good one. I'd listen to that. I'd like that a lot more. <laughs> yeah. Some of that dome, RJ. Yeah, gotta get that dome. Yeah, dome. Like the Georgia Dome, Atlanta Falcons. Remember when they used to call blowjobs Hummers? Oh yeah. That's a weird. Isn't that a weird name for it? It's hum. Yeah. One of those humdingers. Ain't nobody ever done that hum humdinger on my dinger. <laughs> nobody hums and blowjobs. Yo, baby, hum on these balls. Yeah. 
Home to National Anthem. <laughs> Show me how Patriot got yeah. wow. <laughs> Home some Toby Keith for me. Yeah, that was only post 9 11 did they start saying Hummers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Home uh, that America song by that dude. <laughs> Give me a blowjob, but uh, patriotic. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Red, white, and blue all over your face. <laughs> uh, RJ, what kind of bullshit do you have for us? Yeah, what All fucking right. garbage, so nonsense, crap, shit, poop. So, yeah. did you guys like my last mix? No. What oh, was okay. it? No. No, corn? <laughs> no. My least favorite corn song? No. So I had another mix, and I was kind of just like throwing ideas around. Because, you know, you throw all the songs into a little pile, and you're like, we'll figure out what comes out of that. Literally? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, but then he that you put all the songs into. Oh, yeah, yeah, sort, yeah, yeah. A sorting hat? It's a sorting bowl. <laughs> It's more of a beanie, but so better. which house is this mix from? <laughs> That's your it's belly button. Oh <laughs> yes. <laughs> Find Children, my come boots. to the sorting bowl. Yes. <laughs> Pick your songs from the sorting bowl. Gryffindor. Mm. I beg, oh, this one obviously has to be this kind of song. You are definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> But uh, so I had my songs and I was like, ooh, I think I have like six songs that I could put onto a mix. And then literally two weeks ago, Mike puts out his mix and I'm like, oh, that has three of the five same artists on there. I was like, fuck, I have to do some rearranging. So I went through the rearranging and just started putting other artists on there that I had on other mixes. And I kind of just got this other concoction of mixes of songs. So this isn't like a real theme. (laughs) <laughs> but you got some bitches? There's concoctions. It's a concoctions. Tell me you got some bitches? So I called this one just because I feel like it could kind of fit uh, with my title, with the songs. I called it Her Mixed Feelings. Okay. okay. So you're, you're mansplaining her, her feelings? You are telling... And you don't she's, know, she's, she doesn't know what she's thinking. Yeah, she's, <laughs> wim- she's woman listening as I'm mansplaining. Okay. Her feelings are mixed. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Why do you want to alienate our audience, RJ? All right. I will say I've never heard one of these. Well, I've heard one of the songs, but not that version of it. And not by that artist. You know what? I'm excited for this one. Her mixed feelings. Uh, I'll just uh, and, I'll just take the alpha point here. Take it. <laughs> take it. You uh, you did this. I did this. He did this, RJ. I mean, how many alpha points is that taken away from you right now? RJ? No, I already started it. Mike took it away from me, so you no, know, no takebacks. <laughs> I was the first one to do covers. I was the first one to do lady pop songs. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to alpha you on this one. Hold on, because I believe that uh, I uh, said lady pop songs. You did uh, the keys to my heart, which uh, yeah. is different. Those but weren't... Hop Along, uh, fucking girl from Hop Along, Fr- uh, Francis Quinlan mm-hmm. might have gotten you into lady pop. You know, when did I do that? That's what she said. One. Now, I'm going to say Brandy Carlisle is what... That was before. That was a long time ago, yeah. too. That mix from Devin, that might have been, like, your first mix. Oh, it might have been on the first. Yeah, because I think yeah. she's on there, and... Uh, <laughs> It'd be funny if you're, like, listening that you're like, women can make music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 
But yeah, I, I mean, Devin does get the ultimate alpha point because he's the one that was like, the he, Devin's the reason why I started searching more into uh, sad girl music. You hear that, RJ? I found my Jolene, Jolene, Jolene mix. <laughs> I'm on Instagram right now. No. There's no, no women. Oh, there's my mix. Backstreet Boys <laughs> oh, mix. Who showed you Julian Baker, RJ? <laughs> yeah, I think Who was that? That's on that Brandy Carlisle mix, right? I think so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the keys to my heart. Yeah, yeah. RJ. Devin so, was doing it first. Living. Devin had the fucking Swedish mix or whatever, and there's like mm. ladies on that. That's really there's good. Tons of bitches on that one. Yeah. yeah. Isaac Hyde and Big Fox or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He Kosakite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Band Down Under had a, a bunch of ladies on it, too. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what? That's what got me more into the bedroom pop style is that Australian mix. When I discovered all of the music that's coming out of Australia and how the best music is coming from female artists, I was like, God damn, dude, I, show me more of this. Mm-hmm. Like, Show me Snail Mail and Soccer Mommy, like all of that stuff. Like a Press Club is really what turned me on to all that other stuff. Yeah, and you had uh, love. Press was Club. Courtney Barnett on that mix? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but Courtney Barnett, is, I've I've loved her music for a few years now, and I just happened to remember that she was Australian and put her on there. You yeah, know. Devin's the ultimate. He gets the the ultimate alpha point. I mean, what can I say on the mix for the ladies? Yeah. I've surpassed him. I have become the master. <laughs> I mean, I will. I'll let you have that for now. You know? <laughs> He's a master debater. <laughs> I'll hold back my alpha howl, my Northman howl for this one. I don't know. RJ is the puppy. Yeah, he's that cute little puppy dog. Puppy dog. That cute little puppy. Oh, he still needs his leash because he's going to go potty on the puppy pants. Oh, he still Ooh. eats his own shit, that little oh, he's puppy. He's still <laughs> eating his own shit. He ain't growing out of that face yet. This, I'm, I'm saving. <laughs> you know, reuse, recycle, like uh, Jack Johnson says. Oh, gross. Still got that puppy breath. You got that puppy breath. <laughs> he no kibbles. Yo, I get so excited. My my tail shakes. We eat raw meat over here, boy. <laughs> yeah, we attack hobos. <laughs> yeah, without warning. <laughs> we don't bark. We just bite. Yeah, and we just use our intuition. It's not racist, okay, RJ? It's not racist. <laughs> we just assess the threat and take care of it accordingly. <laughs> not racist. I used to love that. I just love looking back and thinking about all the people that be like, no, my dog's just intuitive. Yeah, it just yeah. knows if you're a good person or a bad person. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, then also hear that like your dog's personality is a reflection of yeah. your personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but my dog only texts Koreans. It's like, well, I think that says a lot about you. Yeah. I remember... One of our dogs, like, years ago, it must have been, like, 2014 or 2015 or something, she just went berserk. There's this one homeless guy that was walking by our apartment in Orangeville, and she just, like, saw him and just went berserk, and I've never seen her do that to anyone. <laughs> it was the strangest thing at that time. I was just like, and I said sorry to the guy, some homeless guy on a bike, because she just started chasing him. And I was like, I have no idea why she did that. I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot your dog. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, the dog assessed the threat properly then. 
because I've never, I've never had a dog run at me and then the owner comes up and be like, I'll fucking shoot your dog. Because that's insane because it's a dog and you know that dogs do dog shit. Oh, no, I would. I, if your dog's off a leash, I will shoot it. I, and that's understandable, <laughs> but I'm not going to be the one that does it. You know, oh, I'm, I'm just going to choke the fucker out. You know, oh, you're going to strangle it. Yeah. Oh, OK, yeah. that's fine. I can manhandle the dog. Yeah, I'm just gonna take out a katana. But the fact that he Hell went yeah. straight to like, just like I'm, gonna sh- I'm gonna shoot your dog. Yeah, like that's insane. Well, he's homeless. But like, dude, nothing makes me RJ. Nothing makes me more irritated than dogs off leash next to playgrounds. Mm. Like it's people crazy. don't understand how you can look at the news and like kids get attacked by dogs, random dogs that are off leash at yeah. parks constantly. Yeah, the dogs train though. <laughs> okay. Rondo? Oh, no, my dog's too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your son basically would be eaten. So. <laughs> yeah, he would chase a UPS so. truck and slam his head into the back of it. And then be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he'd be find all the boxes in the back and just tear them all up. Yeah. And break both of his front legs and then just drag his body back home and not know anything was done. I'm here for food and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. We do this again just tomorrow. Just take a nap in the middle of the road. Yeah. It's kind of dumb. <laughs> I think they said it on dad me, but it's I see it constantly. It makes me so mad. It's dumb ass white women. Yep. There's so many white bitches that are out there. Sorry for my hateful language towards women right now, but y'all. Oh, are I thought so- you were gonna say against the whites. <laughs> and I was taking offense to that for a minute, but, but since you said sorry, <laughs> so many white ladies are like, "My dog's yeah. fine off a leash. It's not a big deal." It's like, yes, it is. Your yeah. dog just tried to bite me. It's like, no, I'm going to kick the shit They're out. They're fucking dumb people. Also, that bring in their service animals that is like a teacup oh, chihuahua. That they, they used to put them on the counter at the coffee shop I worked at. And it would just be like, <laughs> like barking the whole time. I was like, this dog is not servicing anything. This dog is useless. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is it here for? It's, it's emotional it, support. put it in a glass dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Uh. Yeah. Throw it in the microwave. Dude, it's just like, I don't care if we're at fucking Home Depot. I don't put your dog oh on a God. leash at least. It's so stupid. It's like, it, I know it's Home Depot, bro. I get it. But like, just yeah. have it on a leash. It doesn't need to be off a leash at so, Home Depot. So at my, my job, literally there's dogs on the patio and people, of course, bring the dogs in, as Devin mentioned. But then there's times where they just let the dog, like, they have a leash, but the dog just runs around the patio. So I'm taking out yeah. food with like four or five plates in my hand, and the dog's just like kind of creeping along like in front of me, and like the owner finally notices, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry about that. You got your hands full." And I was like, ah, "I've passed by you like seven times with plates, and you just finally bring your dog back to you." So those people need to be shot, not the dogs. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would say guns aren't the issue. The people are the you issue. People are the issue. <laughs> we get leashes. We need for the more people. guns to take care of the people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I didn't want to be one be the to say it. So I'll say it right now: we need AR-15s for all the dog owners. Like, that we need those hot big shit. magazines, mm-hmm. those big clips. Yeah, <laughs> got thirty rounds to take down thirty dog owners. <laughs> Fully automatic, though. No, so like my dog is the nicest, 
like most bitch ass dog you'll ever meet. Like he's super friendly, but if you like start talking, he'll like cower in the corner and be like, "I'm so sorry." You literally like sneeze. You're like so like. He's like, "Oh fuck, what did I do?" Yeah, I'm sorry. Is there an earthquake? Is it a siren? Oh shit! Like a week leading up to Fourth of July, he has like an internal calendar of when fireworks are going to be happening. And I need to, like, protect him with a thunder blanket. <laughs> but he's so nice, and he will, like, he will just, like, jump up to anybody and just say hi to anybody. Like, my mom used to take him on walks out in this field in Cameron Park and just, like, let him off leash and run in this field with nobody around. He took off one day and just <laughs> ran to the next neighborhood down where uh, your friend Jeff used to live. Oh, yeah. This lady had her van door open. And he just jumps into her van. She gets back to the van, and there's a dog sitting in the back of her car. And that's my dog, just smiling, wagging his tail. It's like, let's go. So that's like, you same... got windows. Yeah. And I yeah, love those. Yeah. <laughs> but that same dumbass dog, I bring it to Dutch Brothers, who they love dogs there. They're always like, oh, pet your dog, or give him a treat. And he loves going to Dutch Brothers, going there for years. Take him there. And this girl reaches her hand to pet him in the window, and he reaches out to bite her face. <laughs> because he's a dog. Yeah. And dogs are unpredictable. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. dumb. They're really yes. dumb. So dumb. So I love dumb. It when people are like, my dog's so smart. It's like, what the fuck yes. are we talking about here? No. So but that's why, like, I know, like, if a dog, like, comes at me sideways or something or, like, tries to bite me, I'm like, fucking dog i get it i shouldn't have been sticking my hands or my face up to its fucking face <laughs> yeah. that's why Devin does you know? crossfit so he can defend himself yeah exactly i've been practicing jujitsu on my dog and you know just for these circumstances yeah, you gotta have a dog knife yeah i do have a dog <laughs> knife <laughs> there was I, something i 100 when i heard that on dad meat i have a dog knife it goes around my neck it is legit. It has not seen blood yet. <laughs> but pending. But pending. it is ready. Yeah. And I am ready. Yeah, there was like a, there was something on TV. I think, I don't know, maybe you could remember Devin, because it obviously would have been like you and I watching. But SpongeBob. There was something where the guy, it was like a vet, and they're like, we don't take, uh, like at the vet, they're like, we don't take this because this is a part wolf. And I was just like, aren't they all part wolf? So oh, it's like, yeah. oh, it's a dog? Yeah, <laughs> they say. are all part wolf, RJ. Very so, good. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> Dogs <laughs> all come from wolves. Cats yes. do not all come from the same cat. No, they're There's not all tigers. Yeah, <laughs> many different types of felines. Yeah, they're yeah. all bitches. So literally, you're <laughs> like, we don't take your dog because it's a dog. That's what I heard from the commercial or whatever TV show it was. Yeah, tell that to a Mexican dude. They fucking love wolves. Yeah, you're watching Maury. Yeah, that might have been. <laughs> like dog, you are not the wolf. Oh, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, you can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen to uh, the sweet Radiohead mix, just go to Spotify, type in five song mixtape, all one word. Find the mixes. One word. Uh, yeah, and then on to some sad, some some girly girly music. Mixed feelings. Mixed Jamaicans feelings. have hyenas. Do they? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Those are kind dogs. Cooler than dogs. Those are are they like, wolves? Uh, they're from the yeah. They're from, from the same family. They're like dingoes. There's wild dogs. That's what they are. They laugh like the Joker. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>